All right, people, this is day three of this podcast. <laughs> I'm trying to get, this, trying to get podcast this podcast out, but the Lord <sighs> wanted me to wait for patience, I suppose, um, to learn and to maybe look into it, pray about it, study about it more, which I certainly have been doing over the past few days. Which is interesting, so, though, because it's a topic that you're constantly reading about, studying about, praying it is. about, like in general. So the fact that. And I don't want to harp on it sometimes, you know, because I know that's where I get, you know, if there's, I, I, I guess the everything wrong with me can come out in that topic. Okay. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I have to kind of watch myself when I speak of it. So I think that's why the Lord wanted me to wait a few days before I talk on it again, because I got to make sure that I'm separating, um, you know, my opinions and my uh, passion from what God's word says and what sure. what he says about it. So um, I'm glad I waited, but we're going to hit on this um, patriotism topic again. And I hate to keep beating a dead horse with this because I know we put out a lot of podcasts over the July 4th weekend yeah. and they were it's uh, been the hot topic. It's been, it's been pretty testy. Um, of course, tell. people don't like to talk about politics and religion. Yeah, you don't you ever want people wanna... to shush real quick and not. That's yeah, what you bring those up. are two things that you never bring up, but they're two things as a Christian. Us, you know, unfortunately, that we have to, we have to face, and it's coming time that I think that we need to even pay extra special close attention to these topics. to these things yeah. for many different reasons, but. We'll hit on the patriotism topic again, and like I said, I did not mean, and I do not mean, to purposely offend anybody. Absolutely And I'm not not trying to attack anybody that feels differently or maybe doesn't understand or anything like that. Maybe you just never thought about it before. Maybe you just haven't thought about it, but I mean, it's something that is just very, very serious, and like, you have to understand, if this was the old testament and we were in israel we would there would be prophets out there just screaming on the streets some of these things that are going on right now and you know like notice how i said if this was old testament (laughs) for all the ex-bethelers and stuff like that Mm -hmm. how we do not have prophets or anything like that yes (laughs) so no but we do have the body and you know we we also have the ability uh, to discern what's going on around us, and we need to Absolutely. to do so, especially as the the time uh, moves closer, because we we should live our Christian lives every single day with the expectation of Christ's return that day. Absolutely, today, right now, yep. in an hour, in five minutes, in the next couple seconds. That's how you need to live, and you cannot live a correct Christian life without living that that expectation. You can't. It changes your priorities. Mm-hmm. This is where the end times does matter. Okay, because Christ is returning, and that's a fact. So that this isn't something that's that's an opinion. He's coming back. No, we don't know when, but shouldn't that be even more motivation for you to act like it? Because you don't know when you could be standing before him and have to explain yourself. Or maybe you assumed that you were going to get in, but you didn't. 
because we obviously know there's this group of there's there's some group of people that cries out says lord thought i was doing what i was supposed to and he says get out of here I don't know who that group of people is. I don't know what the qualifications to get in that group of people are. But there's there's things that we have to be careful of. Um, so with all that being said, I, I just I definitely that it's just serious. It's not I don't I don't want to offend or harp any, you know, on it and people question it. And that's kind of uh, we got a message the other day um, from a dear sister in Christ she was ever so kind to us in the message um, but she was thrown off by something and that's kind of why I wanted to uh, address this but she was because this isn't the first time it's yeah this isn't either, the first time this it came just up, kind of the first that, the, you know, she was thrown off this. that we were coming off completely anti-patriotic yes and she goes I just don't get how you're so biblically sound Yet you're so unpatriotic. Yeah, how can you be, yeah, can you be like, biblically she was focused but unpatriotic? Genuinely confused by that question. Which I think and many are. Many, we really think many people hand. are, and it does. And I can I can perceive how this could be taken many different ways. So that's why I need to clarify. So I know how if at first you see this because usually, uh, I think in our society today, like people that are obviously anti-patriotic you're automatically like lumped in the cat- category of like Cortez, you know, like yeah. all of a sudden, you know, you're in America hating liberal Democrat. Well, yeah, because aren't all Christians for like guns, mm-hmm. God and glory. And glory like, and you know country, what I mean? Yeah. Like that's what we're all about as right. Christians, isn't it? Like right. they go hand in hand. We love freedom and God and guns and we love our country. And, and right. it's a very, christian thing it is and and i guess that's what in in just thinking about it over the past uh few days i guess it's something that i completely do understand because i mean i went through the whole bush years at for you know the whole bush palin like years at first and like yeah you you know you think it's one and one yeah they go together like biscuits and gravy (laughs) jesus in america they really do and that's you know and that's we... that is kind of the mindset in that and i can see how that you know first i'm going to put on my tinfoil hat here but honestly a lot of that is propaganda that it was taught in the church to brainwash you to feel like this and it has really no place inside of the church but we slap stuff like one nation under God, God bless America. Right. Christian and you were and you were you were indoctrinated with those things. So I understand that that's that's the perception. And that is what happens. I mean, I, hey, I fell I fell for it, too. In my sticker box here, this is literally the only <laughs> thing that I still have. I, I'm serious. I, I, I got rid of everything, but I have this box of stickers because i like love stickers yeah he's a sticker and, guy. but i've had like this one that i've and collected i've never let years, him put stickers on anything yeah. so he's just held on so to i just had this box, box of stickers for, like, 20 some odd years okay so anyway and i mean it it i could throw it away right now it doesn't mean that much to me but just 
out of purpose. There was I, I still have some Bush 04 stickers <laughs> in there. I'm not kidding you. Like I have a presidential prayer team sticker yeah, in there. Yeah. So it's I mean, and not saying that any and I don't want to make fun of any of that stuff, not saying that any of this stuff is inherently bad because I think there's there's ways to honor God in in, you know, um, the way that you go about you know, doing things in your country. And, you know, certainly I don't want to, I don't want to seem off putting like that, but then at the same time, we've got a lot of issues in this country. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, the, the, the country is definitely not represented by our Christian values any longer at Absolutely all. Absolutely not. And the, mean, only, the times that we think it all? was, it was kind of only like barely loosely, maybe a few moral principles. And it's almost like this thing that you just want to tell, like, it's hard to explain to Christians, but it's like, just let it go. Yeah. It's never going to be this idea that you want it to be. There's no sense in holding on to this form of, of pride for something that's completely gone. Just let it go. Yeah. Not, like you look kind of silly chasing after it. I mean, it's still, chasing after wind. You're like that 80-year-old woman who's still focused on, like, getting her, her hair done and trying to put makeup on. And it's like, I don't think the wrinkle release cream is going to turn back yeah. 40 years of time. Yeah, and throughout human like, history stop. and biblical history, this this is what happens with nations like this. You know, they will build up and swear that they are building on the principles of god great britain is the britain is the first one that did this <laughs> like even before us this is where we got it and look what happened which that is into our psalm 33 12 right is that about america we right discussed and, all of this. and that is literally one of the most godless countries on the planet right now besides israel funny enough but i mean they we they look what happens and it's the same way with us. It starts off maybe good intentioned. Not maybe, good intentioned. And it built up and maybe it prospered for a while because of the Christian hearts in that society that were building this country. And because things were different back then. You know, I mean, we didn't have our love wasn't as cold as it was. We still had problems, but it was obviously enough for God to bless this this group of people that was pleasing him in, in building this nation. But, you know, and it, and it can go on for a course of time. But the problem is, is we're flesh and we're human. And this is what we will just always inevitably do no matter what okay we look back to the old testament and we look to the bible for every piece of information every piece of history everything every single thing that you want to know can be found in scripture uh, it may not directly speak of it it may get you to go search out historical times places you know peoples whatever it is but it's there. It'll lead you to the right place. I'm not trying to lead you outside of the Bible, but sometimes, you know, just to learn history content, you know, you, of course, you know, you have to learn Greek, you have to know geography. You, you, there's a lot of things that you have to know that, that go outside. So that's the type of stuff that I'm talking about. Are you supporting a Bible-based curriculum? 
<laughs> I, I am completely Speaking supporting. Of. <laughs> I, that, I guess I am pitching. I'm. I'm not like, pitching an pitching ad for you right now. Curriculum right now. That was my. That argument. was not my intention. We can teach our kids all we need to teach them if we focus on scripture. Well, you really can because it, it's it's I amazing know. how it leads you to. It was just funny listening history. to you say those words because I'm over here like. No, it leads no you throughout that? all human history that you have to. The frog teacup as yeah. I'm listening to you. No, I mean it really is. But we have the Old Testament. You know, we have Paul that tells us in Romans fifteen four that was whatever was written in the former days was written for our instruction. Okay, and then we have I love the way that the NLT translates this verse because it's perfect. But it's Second Timothy three three sixteen. The NLT translates it. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Love the way that they translate that verse. They really do a great job. It's great because it's true. Everything that's in here is something that we can learn from. And our our greatest lesson that we can learn as a nation, especially a prosperous nation, a wealthy nation, is what we can learn from Israel in the Old Testament. Because this is where we can, I consider probably, I mean, America has a large population of Christian. So, I mean, the body of Christ is very large in this country compared to God's people in the Old Testament that were brought out of Egypt, you know, God loved them and he blessed them. He, he brought them out of, of, of crap and, and bondage into freedom and into, into being able to be prosperous. So we're, and we're grafted in, right? We, we've been talking, you know, we just, we just went over that, how the grafting process of how Gentiles are grafted into the tree. So there's a lot to be learned from the nation of Israel and the way that the body of Christ is here in the Americas, in in the Western world. And if you look, we are on the same exact path that Israel is was. Well, is too. <laughs> they They've still got some work <laughs> to be done there. Old, yeah. But we're following along the same path in this country with pride. I mean, the definition of patriotism, let's talk about that, from Wikipedia, is the feeling of love, devotion, and sense of attachment to a homeland and alliance with other citizens who share the same sentiment this attachment can be a combination of many different feelings relating to one's own homeland, including ethnic, cultural, political, or historical aspects. It encompasses a set of concepts closely related to nationalism. Hmm. <laughs> I feel like we fall back to that statism as a cult. <laughs> I mean, nationalism. Didn't you learn your lesson in World War II? And even before then. But, and that definition right there, ought, like, 
clearly goes against God and is not biblical right there. You have many different feelings relating to love into one's homeland, cultural, political, historic. We are called not to love the world. What isn't clear about that? That's loving the world because this homeland means absolutely nothing. The elements will be burned up. So that, I mean, it means this, this is at its core is anti-biblical. Now, is there anything wrong with feeling patriotic or being a patriot? No, you have freedom in Christ to do anything. There's freedom to do these things. There's there's nothing wrong with some of these things at the heart of it, if your heart's right. But let's face it. Most of us aren't thinking with a through a biblical scope on this. We're we're thinking through our country's scope. Not through the Bible. And the two, the, the thing that drives me nuts the most is, and I don't mean to make this question sound like it drove me nuts, because it was a great question, and that's why I'm doing this podcast on it. But the thought that, ex, like, patriotism is somehow biblical. Like, you're, you're somehow commanded to love your country and where you're from and to associate those things with the Bible. And that's just something that you, that they, both of those don't work together. That's when you've got to view yourself as, you know, you go out into the world and do the things that you have to do. You do what you got to do. You don't have any attachment to it. When you're expressing pride in one's homeland even, you're attaching yourself to something that's going to burn up. Does that make any sense at all? Why do you identify yourself as, as prideful for where you are or who you are as opposed to the fact that you have forgiveness and salvation in Christ? Like I said, there's nothing wrong with some of these things. But at least understand that they're not biblical and you can't mix the two up. They don't. They're oil and water. They do not go together. While I'm not legalistic in telling you it's a sin to be a patriot, because it's not. You have this freedom to do this. You have, I mean, you know, I love North Carolina. I live here. I love this state. There's lots of things I don't like about it, but for the most part, I think it's beautiful. And I've been to lots and lots of states, and I don't like half of them as much as I do this one. But I'm not going to go run around with, like, North Carolina everything. 
I mean, it, it, I don't, I don't really care. Nothing really means that much to me where I live or, or what's going. The only thing that matters is Christ and what I have to do in this world to get by. I'm not really looking to prosper. I'm not really looking. To, I'm looking to get through it and hopefully help other people get through it. Not joyful skip and jump through it because this is, we're marching to a funeral. Inevitably, this is a funeral here. Not for us. We have lots of things to look forward to. Christians have plenty of things to look forward to. But the world and everything in it is marching to destruction. So there's no... There's no sense that it makes to me to hold on to that. Especially when we have the issues that we do right now in our country. I mean, it's a mess. Do you not understand that literally about 90% of the church in this country is in a state of apostasy and believes and teaches a false gospel. That's not good news. Look at any headlines that we have in these increasing headlines that we're seeing all over the place. They're mind-blowing. I sent you one this past week. The President of the United States literally addressed aliens on national television and all of us back listening to blink 182 and tom go off like a crazy person now the president now the president's talking about it now is this real life like independence i'm not saying whether i believe i'm just stating the fact that this was a statement from a sitting president no sitting president has ever commented directly on aliens before what does that mean i don't know but that's just bananas to me and I and it, it's just another just one of those things that's going. Just stop for a moment and marvel okay, at the bananas wait, that is our life. Wait, let's just talk about those for a sec because I mean we not, I mean this is a this is crazy. We believe in a demonic deception. That kind of sounds like part of it. We see all these these things happen in these different states now with abortion. And we're seeing these tiny little victories in these states that are that are and praise God that they are banning it. But we're still not looking at the correct heart of the issue. I heard you say it in one of your lives the other day. Heidi, I don't know what you were talking about, but I, I walked by right at the time that you were saying that, you know, I don't want to live in a world where we where we have to legalize or or criminalize or whatever abortion. I want to live in a world where people don't in their hearts want to have one or believe, you know, that's what type of world that I want to, I don't want to have this argument of politics. There's something wrong. There's something just dire wrong about the heart right now. And scripture tells us that the love of many will grow cold. That's taken tad bit out of context but not really because jesus was talking about his second coming excuse me 
and we believe in a rapture of the church. So, in believing in the rapture of the church, you see these things be able to take stage. It's like setting up for a play. They're willing out all the props, everything are there, the, the, the actors are even practicing. We don't know who anybody is, we don't know the time, we don't know any of that. We're not told any of that. People that try to figure that out are crazy or nuts. We don't know who the Antichrist is going to be. Yes, John gave us some very specific information, but that's not, that's not for us to try to sit there and calculate because we don't know who it is. Nor do we, should we even have to worry about that. We're not, we're not looking for, we're not looking for doomsday for us here. That's not what we're talking about. But we are looking for doomsday for the rest of the world, and that's our mission field. So I want to live in a world that you know that we're we're going after these hearts and not these superficial. You know, we're not going to get it done with politics. You're not going to get it done with any of this. You're going to get it done with action and living a completely different life from the way that this American-run system has even become. It's not just the liberal fault. It's, it's the way the world is going. Remember how I just told you at the beginning how humans will do this? This is what happens. You know, the the elite rise up and they oppress everybody else who isn't them. That's literally the story from Israel all the way up until right now. So it's folly, it's fallacy. These things that you think that you're seeing, especially right now in your country with the president, and you think that these things are going back in a direction that this is how, oh, because he's a people's person and this thing's like, no. It, it's just, this is all false, just nothingness that's lulling you to sleep. That's what all of this does is it lulls you to sleep. So, which is a Christian, this is, I mean, that that's horrible. Because we have to look at true definitions now of idolatry and where your heart is. I think that our favorite website ever, like ever on the... In case you haven't caught on yet, um, it's just a great resource. It's hard it, not it to is a great resource. It often. It is a great resource because not only do they do a write-up on it, but they have all of the resources that they use to do yes. their write-up on it on there for you to go and look at. And this is a, um, I mean, it's a great resource. I know a lot of different pastors that use it. Um, that's actually where I discovered it. Yep. Um, but it's also a great resource. It's a simple resource for anybody out there to go and ask any question. And they have a great write-up on it. But they have a great write-up here on what are some modern forms of idolatry. And I thought that this was epic. 
Oh, because they just hit the nail on the head with this, you know, going through and breaking it down. You're like, yes, these are all the things I've been trying to say all this week, you know. But I'll go ahead and read it, and we'll link it, and we'll just go through it. So at first, the question is, what are some modern forms of idolatry? All the various forms of modern idolatry have one thing at their core, self. We no longer bow down to idols and images. Instead, we worship at the altar of the God of self. This brand of modern idolatry takes various forms. First, we worship at the altar of materialism, which feeds our need to build our egos through the acquisition of more stuff. Our homes are filled with all manner of possessions. We build bigger and bigger houses with more closets and storage space in order to house all the things we buy, much of which we haven't even paid for yet. Most of our stuff has planned obstolence built into it, making it useless in no time. And so we co-sign it to the garage or other storage space. (laughs) Then we rush out to buy the newest item, garment, or gadget, and the whole process starts over. The unstable desire for more, better, and newer stuff is nothing more than covetousness. The Tenth Commandment tells us not to fall victim to coveting. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. And that's Exodus 20:17. So no coveting anybody's donkeys out there. Try to watch yourself, everyone. Careful. Okay, but let's. what was a donkey used for? Obviously, transportation, transportation. things of that. Are you coveting somebody's car, mm-hmm. somebody's home, yes. somebody? Yep. Think about it. Exactly. God doesn't just want to rain on our buying sprees. He knows we will never be happy indulging our materialistic desires because it's Satan trap, Satan's trap to keep our focus on ourselves and not him. So doesn't this sound like your american life so far it's the american dream isn't this the american life this is what but this is the point right because the world teaches us that you go and you get jobs and you go out and the economy is a huge subject because you know the economy is you going out and spending money that's what the world wants you to do. Is it wants you to go so you can get a go better out job and that will spend give you more money, money in the world. Mm-hmm. The world wants your money, and the world teaches you to give it your money. Yeah, and to make all of your decision based off of money. You go to college so you can make more money. You make more money so you can buy the better house. You can have more security. You can have the car. You can do all of the things. You can have your vacation. Right, and can you? You can insert. American right here. Yes. I know I'm going to make a lot of people mad, but again, I don't care. This podcast isn't meant to gain a following. This podcast is just to me to to speak truth. Look at God's word, apply it to life. That's the goal here. And I'm separating my opinion on how I feel about these things. I said that I think that it's fine that you practice some of these things. If it's not idolatry. If it's not which you have to assess yourself But that's on. your own that's your own prerogative. That's not me. But let's face it, let's be honest. We we always want to go, well that's not me. Well maybe it is. Maybe it isn't, but maybe it is. Look at it and think. Because it's not right. It doesn't matter if it, you know, this isn't my opinion. 
where your heart is is what's really, really important. And like I said, let's face it. Most people's heart is not correct. Be honest. It's hard, but be honest. What are you really concerned about? At the end of the day, if you lost everything, how would that affect you? If you had nothing and nowhere to go and nothing, like how would this affect you? Look at what happened to Job. What would your response to God be? That's how you can check your heart on these things. All right. Second, we worship at the altar of our own pride and ego. This often takes the form of obsession with careers and jobs. Millions of men and increasingly more women spend 60 to 80 hours a week working. Even on the weekends and during vacations, our laptops are humming and our minds are whirling with thoughts of how to make our business more successful, how to get that promotion, how to get that next raise, how to close the next deal. In the meantime, our children are starving for attention and love. We fool ourselves into thinking we are doing it for them, to give them a better life. But the truth is we are doing it for ourselves to increase our self-esteem by appearing more successful in the eyes of the world. This is folly. All our labors and accomplishments will be of no use to us after we die, nor will the admiration of the world because these things have no eternal value. As King Solomon put it, for a man may do his work with wisdom, knowledge, and skill, and then he must leave all he owns to someone he, who has not worked for it. This too is meaningless and a great misfortune. What does a man get for all the toil and anxious striving which with he labors under the sun all his days his work is pain and grief even at night his mind does not rest this too is meaningless that was ecclesiastes 2 21 through 23 if you haven't listened to our ecclesiastes bible studies go listen to them those were oh, we had a blast with those love those that were book. so fun so much so i mean go check those out but i you know and i'm reading this because because what is it that you're prideful about? What is it that you are patriotic about? Most people go, well, it's to have the freedom to do these things. Okay, fine. But look at what we're doing with these things. We're spending 60, 80 hours working. We're not thinking about God. We're not thinking about anything else. We're thinking about how to make us more successful, how to get that promotion, how to get that other house. And where does freedom come from? Is your freedom because of your country? Or is it from God? I think many people don't put that into perspective. I didn't, and it's completely serious. Because there's, and so many people want to ignore it. But as I bring up again, this is exactly what the nation of Israel did. This the exact same way. You know why they kept falling into idolatry and kept doing all these things? It's because they weren't patient. They didn't like the way that God did things. Because it wasn't like the rest of the world. You know, he, he required them to work and be patient. And for a big part of it, 
a lot of things didn't happen. It was quiet. It seemed like things were taking forever and nothing was going on. So, you know, they're like, you know what? I'm bored with this. We should be able to go do whatever we want. And they went off and completely disobeyed God and brought in all of this idolatry in so many different forms and attached itself to its nation while still trying to praise and glorify God. We just went through that most uh, you know, shocking message in Isaiah there. You act like such a poised nation that wouldn't do anything to offend me. They wouldn't do any of these things. But it, at the heart of it, it, it's completely against God. So these things, what, what are you proud of? I mean, what is it? This way of life? I mean, freedom of religion? Okay. I mean, you have the temple inside of you. You have the freedom to worship wherever you want, whenever you want. Most people don't do it. It's called prayer. That's your freedom of religion or your freedom to worship your own God. You have that within yourself. Well, that's what's so amazing. Like we've said before, you look at the churches in China, North Korea, the Middle East, all these different countries where they don't have, you know, most people will, will come back and say, well, I... I'm thankful for the freedoms that we have, right? And and for the most part, you go, yeah, I guess that that is what we're thankful about. It's not that I'm being patriotic and I have a love for country and it's an idol. I'm just thankful for these things. Okay, and sure, yeah, I mean, we can, we can be. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but let's stop and think about it. What are we thankful for in that? So our Christian church is largely, if not nearly completely, in a just absolute state of apostasy it's disgusting and that's across the board what do we do with these freedoms i mean we're western culture is destroying the rest of the world we're murdering babies left and right we're the greediest people we're all i mean you go through all of these things and it's like so what are we doing with that freedom the church has fallen apart our church is now not even holding on to i mean we're okay with homosexuality and, and all of these things. You know, I mean, we, we've just gone so well, far that from was, all of this. That was part of what the conversation, part of some of the conversation that we had this past week that we, I really wish that we would have recorded for podcast have, material. Yeah. <laughs> but in, in, in talking about that, I mean, regular evangelical Christian churches and regular Christians have compromised. Oh, completely. And but then you look at the issues. churches in the underground church in China, in the mm-hmm. Middle East, in North Korea, in these places where they don't have our freedoms. That's mm-hmm. what the real church looks like. Mm-hmm. Listen, look at Paul Washer talking about it. Even Francis Chan mm-hmm. when he was spending time with the underground church in China. Um, oh, Randy yeah. Alcorn speaks out. I mean, other people oh, yeah. that have spent time in these churches and they're like, that's what our faith should look like. <laughs> and we haven't the slightest idea what to even, we are so far from that. So are we really thankful for that? Or has that actually done us a disservice and now we are even further 
from where we should be. It has done an absolute disservice. But we don't think of it that way because we go, well, I'm thankful for my freedom. But let's stop and think about that. Why? Because that makes it harder. That makes your Christian walk more difficult. We're now the rich person who's struggling to get in. what's What's so good about that? Our lives is more difficult. The more that you have here on earth, the harder it the is. The harder it is. I mean, yeah, I mean these 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 places that are these countries that are literally crucifying Christians, and yet we have to have transvestite bathrooms, and we think that religion is under attack. And their numbers are growing at insane rates. I people mean, I don't agree with are facing, bathrooms. No, but people are facing certain death for claiming the name of Christ. And yet in those areas, people are converting and being born again in just right. huge numbers, yeah. record numbers, where Christianity is truly the most. Yeah, we have some forms of persecution in our country, but I'm talking about they're literally lining men, women and children up and blowing their heads off. Literally. Do you understand the persecution that's going on all around the world to our brothers and sisters in Christ? But instead of being chained with them and sharing in their suffering, we're over here. Oh, I'm just thankful for my freedoms. See, the problem is, is I don't I'd like to open the conversation to anybody and legitimately talk with somebody that says, yes, I definitely understand what you're caring for. We have to be careful. But I happen to, you know, I, my family happened to be, you know, World War One, World War Two, vets, Purple Hearts, you know, all the, the whole deal. Or my husband or, or you my husband or whatever or, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <clears throat> and I go, OK, that's where you know what you can you can live in that the memory of them and you can be. Um, proud that they were used as tools for God's purpose and, and even you being used for that. And you can be proud that you are, uh, that God has placed you in the place that, you know, okay, but you're a very, very um, rare breed. You know, I, I hate to, you know, when we talk to things, we have to unfortunately generalize them. No, it does not go towards every single person. And I try to clarify that sure. every single time. Absolutely. But I, I always get taken out of context, no matter what I say. And just like with the Torah observance, mm-hmm. I don't, I, I respect uh, the the people with their head on straight that have a legitimate want and a legitimate, they're just few and you know, between. they're just few and hard between with it. Well, and let's just remember here again, this is a topic Listen, nobody likes to talk I, about. Just I respect with people that that choose to to read the King James Bible. Sure. It, it, because it's a Bible that they, that they like personally. But I want you let's to be honest, Bible. people that read that go at are mostly King James only people. Yeah. That say that you have to read this version otherwise you were reading a satanic version. Yeah. And you don't truly know God. Okay, so the no, it it does not generalize everybody. No. But if you're starting to get mad at some of the truth in this, then you really need to be careful about what's going on in your life and think about that. Like I said, there's I, I can have the same type of – I don't believe in any form of it. But I also have friends. I have relatives, my own family, and my very tight-knit circle 
that served this country that have been wounded in, in way in their lives ruined in ways that they'll never get back. And you think I want to trash that or disrespect them or anything? Absolutely not. That I mean, that's one of my biggest fears at even touching the subject because it's 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 touchy because well, and that's part of the point that I'm trying to bring up though is because, because it gets take personal. It emotionally. Yeah, and it's like well, and, I'm and not you take it emotionally. Yeah. And you attach yourself to, you know, I've said it many times, but, you know, I take an American flag outside and, and see it burning and somebody's going to take that and just rage. Yeah. I see it and I'm like, it's a piece of cloth, doesn't matter. But then some people take it to have some sort of, they, they associate Super everything emotional yeah. with their life inside of the meaning of that. Calm down. And I'm just like, there's not one, you, guys, you have, there's not one symbol, one thing on this earth that represents anything for you. If you're a believer. If you're a citizen of heaven. If you are a citizen of heaven, regardless of, I, I'm not saying there's, again, I hate to have to keep clarifying, but I know I do. I'm not saying that this is, it's bad to have an American flag or to like or to have them over, you know, hanging out. No. That's what you. If feel that's you what need you feel you like and you want to, and uh, sure, okay. I don't think there's nothing sinful with it. But until you're until you actually attribute idolatrous it, it, this into idolatry, until this flag actually represents like no symbol or anything on this planet matters. Like there should be nothing that you're attached to that strongly. No, no opinion sway anywhere here. Holding that with here. an open hand. Yeah, that's not with an open <laughs> yeah, hand at all. Not you're at not, all. and you can see the pictures most likely are people with the flag clenched yeah. fist. Well, and that's <laughs> like, that's the point though to stop and remember. You may have people in your family or whatever, whatever the the person is that did do all for country. It was all country and home, and and, and that's great. But just because you feel very strongly to that person and you love them very much and they bled the red white and blue and they would never disrespect the flag and whatever whatever Mm -hmm. it is doesn't mean that that person was right and is the example that you need to be following and that's very true too that's very true too we weigh everything once you become a believer of christ you weigh everything on god's and i know guys i know we're hitting i know we're hitting triggers here and maybe your grandpa was amazing maybe your dad's the most amazing man in your life. i mean i'm not taking anything away from them so don't get emotional about it but even within those closest mm-hmm. to you you don't weigh anything off of them and what they've done how they feel whatever it's off of god's word because at the end of time when you stand before god for judgment mm-hmm. He doesn't want to know what your granddaddy thought, what your Mm -hmm. dad did, what your husband's career was, what your circle. That's not going to be what he's concerned Mm -hmm. about. How can you reconcile these things to God's word? Or are you doing these things in a state of idolatry? Mm-hmm. Do you and, lose well, your I mind? Mean, and that's well, things? that's why it's just as important as a believer. I'm not making you uh, list your reasons why you believe that you should do this. 
But as a believer, I mean, a lot of these things are very, very hard to to navigate through. Most of these things, we as believers, if this was any other topic, we would have to shy away from it. If it was something that controlled this much of our life. You know, we this would be a thing that we would have to directly avoid. Oh, if we if we were talking about pornography. Right. And we said, do you just love it? You don't care what anybody says. You're holding on to this. You're not letting go. You're doing what's best for you. And this is what you enjoy. So hold mm-hmm. on to it if you like it. Right. That would be so clear. Now, like you've lost your ever love in mind. You have a problem. No, don't right? get me wrong. There's something about. Summer and fall nights and the smell of barbecue and freshly cut grass that, I mean, will make... Just makes you want to pull out a pair of <laughs> new balances to be ready to go, just, man. In the, you know, in the... Fl- you got there, a ball game to go to and you just listen, can't help there's, yourself. there's definitely very, very cool... Sucks because people don't, won't, probably, most people won't listen this far that I'm actually talking good about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll assume that already... Just written us off by now. Well, but, but like John Piper puts it, he's like, "There's nothing wrong with it being comfortable." No, because nah, this is what you have. I he mean, and like he uses the example. He goes like, "You know, you might have a pair of great work shoes. They're real nice. They fit the cause, whatever. But when you come home, you've got that one pair of like slippers you just cannot wait to put back on. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you right. look forward to it. Like I want to get mm-hmm. home. I want to slip into that, and like I feel good. That's that's comfortable. So enjoy. There's nothing wrong with that, mm-hmm. as long as sure. again, we don't. Yeah. Scripture is very clear on sharing the burdens of our brothers and sisters in Christ. Well, that's a good it's that's a good example because it's issues. what the slipper is is a good example because it's what we're comfortable with. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with having this pair of slippers that you're comfortable with. No. And I, I would you know, your country and where we as Americans, there's nothing wrong with being comfortable uh, you know, but there are a pair of slippers that can be thrown away at any time. It's not that big of a deal. And it's not that big of a deal. If somebody tells me that they hate my slippers, it. I'm not going to freak out on them. But that's that's mostly what it is. And, and people, I, I hope I'm making a case. I've still got more of this idolatry thing to read. but Probably get back to reading. Probably get back to reading here. But I hope I'm making a, a case for explaining that if answering your question why you're confused on why we're biblical and not patriotic my answer to you is the two don't go together so just like you cannot be a free country and a a christian Christian country country. because those are opposing things this is the this is the argument that that i have that i know many people argue and and people in my own circle have disagreements with me on my own people in my own family disagree with me on this but Listen, my job is to read and study the Bible. Because, again, at the end of the day, you have to answer to God for what you've done. The Bible from what I see going on around me. That's my job. That's literally what I do all day. So I'm doing a disservice if I don't see this stuff and tell you and harp on it. I, I am doing a disservice to all of you. I'm not trying to throw out. Uh, and I realize that I have to check my own pride and opinions on this particular subject. Because if, I mean, I, I have a Guy Fox tattoo on me. I'm very, very, you know, I'm strong-willed on this topic and, and just in life. 
So I know that I have to keep myself in a box here. They, they, well, it's not me. I think the Lord keeps me in this little box here and he reins me back. That's why it took me three days to do this, I think, is because I just want to sit here and just harp on it and say how horrible and how stupid it is. And that's not going to get anywhere. And that's not really at heart how I feel. I just get prideful and angry and say stupid things. But that's not really how I feel down in my heart, so that's why sometimes I have to check myself on this topic. But this is not, it's not the same. It's not. And you, and you can't make, you, you can have this pair of shoes, but you just can't, or this pair of slippers, but you can't assume that the this the, this is one and the same. It, it's, it's just not. And my our point, especially lately with all of this, like I said, is looking at the reality of what's going on around us and looking at things from a biblical scope and being smart and looking back for guidance to the scriptures see what God says about this because you think that the things that are going on in our world right now are exclusive to us they're not they're intensified because we there's more people on the earth now and everything but they're not exclusive to us so God address addresses these things go back look at the the old testament is a story honestly from genesis on about how this, how God's people ultimately disobey him. That's part, I mean, that's, that's basically some of the story. That's ultimately what they do. And how he had to send a savior into that to fix that because we can't do it ourselves. But if you go back and you look at Isaiah and Ezekiel in all these books and you look at the, the nation of Israel and the condition and the and the things that they 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 were at, you could you go, oh wow, this looks a lot like what's going on in our world right now. Well, okay, well, what happens after that? This only lasts for so long before God goes, I've had enough. That's it. We don't know when the fullness of the Gentiles is going to come in. I don't know when that last person is going to be saved. And all of this goes down. I have no idea when that's going to be. But it seems like it gets, you know, it, it seems like it's getting pretty full now. When we have this on a world scale, the things that we're dealing with and, and the problems that we're having, this is, we don't get no more second chances. There is no more great America. There's no more great revival. There's no such thing. The Bible doesn't leave open any kind of great revival. Once things have progressed to a certain point, digressed in this, digressed in this, in this way, that's it. There's no climbing back from it. So in this period of time when there's no climbing back for it, there's nothing left to hold on to here. There's still a ton of work to do. Don't get me wrong. Please don't get me wrong. That's what's wrong with the church. 
is the church has ultimately failed doing anything. We've got a lot of hard work to do. First, you need to get your gospel straight, which it's difficult because a lot of the doctrine out there now that's being taught is just straight doctrine of demons. And we have these people that think, I read Jay and the Hatmaker stuff this morning again, but we have these people that believe that they cannot wait for the, the general inclusiveness of LBGTQ, whatever, Christians. Those two things don't go together. That's like ketchup on pancakes. Even though I know somebody. Because we our niece does that. <laughs> like, honey, you're eating ketchup on pancakes. Who does that? Does not go together. Bless her sweet little heart. I love her. We do too. I never have met any one person in my life that did that. Now you got one. I'm sure there'll be somebody else. No comment. They're like, oh my gosh, I love ketchup on my pancakes. <laughs> okay. But anyway, the podcast, two, guys. gosh, the two things just don't go together. Nope. Um, How many points you got left, buddy? Not very many. We're getting to the end of it here. I think that this is, I think there's probably going to be um, more. Uh, this is going to have to keep, be a conversation theme that we just keep going with here because. Yeah. I know it brings up a lot of questions. I know it brings up a lot of disagreements. It stirs up a lot of of angst in people. But I listen, guys. I've I've been praying. I've been praying to God that I could get this off my mind. That I could get it away. I don't want to deal with it anymore. It's a dead horse. I'm. I fear a lot of times that I'm. You know, just focusing on one thing and, and you know i i don't want to do it a lot of times and then i just it just does not go away i pray about it i pray about it i pray okay what do you want from me finally today i was like i was ready and he didn't let it he the lord did not let it go he did not let me not let me forget it and still feel every bit as strongly about it. So whenever I feel that strongly about something, then I have to do it and I have to say it regardless of how you feel. And this is a conversation that I had an argument with, uh, from, like I said, from my very own brother this past weekend about this. Um, He's the same way, man. He was he was giving me all kinds of crap about. Um, we've had some intelligent discussions on the matter, but this same patriotism, American pride, trying to mix it with the idea of God and country. And uh, he feels the way that I guess most people do about it. I do not. So he's a very average thought that they can right. go hand in hand and coincide but the, the, the different thing about my brother is once he can put away his pride for a minute he's willing to sit down in the bible and he's willing to discuss it but we all have to be able, and that's the key and point that's the can key you point. put away your pride can you put away the pride dig and into god's word with, without twisting or right. doing anything what does god's right. word literally say right and, and, it, and we can go and you know what and i will and you know why i respect my brother's opinion on this and why it matters is because i know that this boils down to a biblical interpretation argument. 
between me and him. But at the end of the day, he is more on my side than anything. He just likes to give me crap because he's my brother. But at the end, he straight up told me that at the end of the day, these things are thought-provoking. These, these things are things that we all need to think about and to, to take into consideration. So, uh, listen, I, I definitely respect the people that intelligently feel this way. And I don't mean to, to poke or prod or even start a debate here. But I said, this is where this is different. This is, this is my job. This is what I do every single day. And this is the work that the Lord has given me. And if the work that the Lord has given me somehow offends you, then that's not my fault. Take it to Scripture. Are you being convicted or are you being offended? Yet again. What what's the difference? difference? What's the Brandon doesn't have the power to cause conviction. So on the last point here, I guess I, I I'll just link the rest of the article on idols because we this podcast has gone up and down, left and right. I apologize to everybody because it's so long, but I think there's I think this was good enough that we'll go ahead and throw out there and keep the conversation going because um, I'm sure we're not we're not done with it yet. Um. But I guess the last point that I want to say is that, uh, no, I don't feel that being some American-hating, flag-burning Christian or person claiming to be a Christian, that's, no, absolutely not. That goes completely against God and His Word. I believe that I'm supposed to remain subject to these government institutions. That doesn't mean I go and show my butt. I'm, I don't do that as a servant of Christ. That would mean that I'm not in line, and, and, and I can't do that. That's not what I'm doing here. But at the same time, you have to speak up for Christ and to the world that divides, and it splits. Well, because remaining subject and being completely intertwined and mm -hmm. obsessed with and connected mm -hmm. to are mm -hmm. totally different things and we have to understand that difference and read your bible look at the way that jesus interacted with rome that's our perfect example of how we we are to act right did he i mean whatever do the thing just do it do it with a happy heart even if you don't like it. He acknowledged that their system was wrong and messed up and it was not right. And it was sat satanic because Satan's the god of this world. So, yes, even though these government institutions and God is sovereign over all and control all of them, Satan still is the god of this world. Don't forget that. God has ultimate control. But Satan's got the keys right now. In a sense. Uh, Christ took all away his power. But still. He, he's still driving this car. So remember the, the world systems and, and the workings and everything in it. Like that. That's from him. Jesus knew that. He... he he 
remain subject and respected and did what he had to do and that's what he taught us to do. But our home isn't here, our concerns isn't here, and certainly our worship and attention and idolatry is not to Caesar. It's to Christ. So, in being that example, no, I, I don't want to sound disrespectful or hurtful or anything like that to people. But it's, it's, a t it's a serious, important topic, and it deserves discussion, not ignoring it, because you guys have to start paying attention. I mean, where, where are your priorities at? You know, I mean, maybe that person that you're just waiting to share the gospel with or that person that you're waiting to talk to that you haven't talked to in years. Like, get your relationships right. Get your heart right. Do these things. Don't be concerned about the way that the world is going and your future here because it's not going to be very long. Regardless of whether you die or Christ comes first, it's not going to be a very long. Your life is it is nothing. It's a little short pff, wisp of time. So, I mean, we have to get our hearts and relationships and our priorities and our homes right. If that means losing a lot of things and exiting this world and making those decisions... And stepping out in faith like that, that's what it means. That's what you have to do. That's what it meant for us. It's what both of us had to do. I recognize that's not for everybody, but it was for us, and I think that could be for a lot of people. Because if you're suffering in the systems of this world, in the traffic jams, in the school systems, in the, in the meaningless staring at cubicle walls all day all the like all these meaningless things these are the things that we need to kind of just tie up here and and start looking and putting our eyes and living as if Christ could come any moment so somehow that fits with patriotism. I think we've made it work. It does, though. I mean, and these things are important. They do affect how you go about your days, how you think, how you act. I mean, it affects so much, even though people don't want to talk about it and think about it. And it, it really does. And it's a lot bigger and deeper of an issue than I think most want to think about mm -hmm. or give it credit to being, mm -hmm. you know. But it really is, and it's how you... It's all how you, you go about this stuff, and it makes a huge difference. Yeah, and I mean, we just look to the Bible and look at the way that the, the people in Scripture live their lives. Yep. Paul was never, well, at one time he was a proud Israeli citizen. Yeah. And then he pretty much said that all of that was worthless and rubbish and garbage because he has Christ now, so none Being of that matters. Being a Roman, nothing. Being a, Being Hebrew, a Roman, nothing. nothing. Being a Hebrew, nothing. The only time that he ever threw out his citizenship and his Roman citizenship was when he was being beaten. He's like, whoa, hey, you sure you want to do that to a Roman citizen? 
but it wasn't like proud to be an American. You know, it wasn't like that. He had no fireworks or eagles. None, none, not a one in sight. And then Daniel, the same way. Yep. He had, he was put in a position in the king's court. Yep. He had to do these things. So he did the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But guess what? He went home and he prayed to his God. Yep. But at the same time, and he realized that he was in exile and that he wasn't home. And he wanted to be home and away from the king. He didn't want to be in exile and bondage anymore to this foreign land with these foreign gods and this foreign system. He had to be, but he didn't want to be. And is that really what your heart is? You have to be here. You have to be in America. You are in exile away from your God. Unless you're standing right now with Christ, you're in exile from your God. So why wouldn't you want to be with him? That's what our number one goal should be. So that should shape how we shape ourselves here while we're living in Babylon, while we are in exile doing this. It doesn't offer any room for pride or patriotism or anything. I don't see any of that in this. Especially when this kingdom has progressed to this certain tragic state that we find ourselves in now. Where we're arguing about killing babies, arguing about what different genders are, arguing about... How many genders there are. I mean... The, these topics are, oh man, these are the ones that happen before things get bad. <laughs> this is the, this is that kind of days of Noah stuff. People get prideful. Some of it is. We're just talking about that in the Nephilim way, which that one will be coming soon. But anyway, let's wrap this up. It's forever. We've mumbled on forever, but we'll keep the conversation going. Um, Hopefully this helps bring some clarification, hopefully. some understanding, and hopefully something for you to truly take to scripture, take to prayer, and let God convict and move where he feels there's a need to convict and move. Amen.